here we go we are live once again i guess i hope i'm just checking but yeah we should be live uh hi everyone hi davide first of all ciao uh, ciao and uh thanks thanks once again for uh you know accepted to join me uh this morning uh at least for us um, thanks. no problem at all uh, it's uh, it's definitely a pleasure to have you um for you know just a, a little introduction here if this is the, fir the first time you're watching this um this is the security break podcast uh this is a, just a little project of mine where i invite cool people like davide uh, to just have a little discussion about you know um some uh, recent stories about the uh, you know cybersecurity realm and uh, hopefully learn something in the process right and um, uh, if uh, uh, if we can also do this publicly and um, uh, you know uh, interact with uh, some of the people watching this live or later on the recordings i'm sure you know uh, this could be also uh, more more useful for for everyone so uh davide actually do you do you mind just have a little introduction of yourself for the people who don't know you yeah i i've been uh, always uh, passionate about uh, cyber security i started from a very technical uh, background working as a uh, as a researcher as a security researcher first uh, independently then uh, uh, for a for a laboratory in uh, in Paris and then uh, I I worked as a um, as a penetration tester then as a SOC analyst then uh, as a SOC manager then as a head of corporate security which means uh, the security of uh, all the services uh, used by let's say the employees mm -hmm. and uh, in my last two experiences, I've been working as a uh, as a CISO, as a responsible for the cybersecurity. So both the corporate and the uh, the, the business security. Okay, that's that's very cool. It's actually pretty cool, um, specifically because um, uh, well, you did it all, <laughs> right? You've been uh, all not everything. I, I for example, uh, first. I I did I never developed okay because okay. I I I I can code but really 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 bad I'm really really okay. bad at coding we, we're we're on the same boat by the way <laughs> professionally and I never worked as a reverse engineering a reverse engineer okay yeah, yeah, but still, you did like uh, what we usually divide into the red team, the blue team, and finally the, the you know the GRC part uh, being a CISO right now. You know, yeah. for the people who don't know this, I, I I really like to explain the the acronyms, right? So CISO stands for uh, Chief Information Security Officer. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. And that's it's in my like, uh, of course, I'm not one, but in my uh, you know experience, is basically the the um i will say that the the chief person in charge of all the you know uh information security you know uh process last, and uh, last accountable person for cyber security exactly. in our organization of course right mm -hmm. every organization should have one maybe we, we can have a little talk about that later one, uh yeah. but i think it, it's pretty common nowadays maybe it was not that common i don't know 10 or 15 yeah. years ago but i see that it's um 
you can you can find uh, at least in the biggest uh, in the bigger organizations uh, that uh, there always be uh, a CISO. Oh, we have some um, uh, some first joiners here. Hi, Matteo uh, from LinkedIn. Uh, actually, I forgot to mention this is currently live on. Uh, let's see if I remember LinkedIn, YouTube, and uh, Twitter. Uh, I'm still experimenting, so this I think is the second episode that I do with this multi-streaming uh, thing. Um, and uh, this, you know, this video will be actually re-uploaded later on the YouTube channel. And the, you know, I will extract the ad audio and uh, post that on uh, Spotify and you know uh, other podcast platforms if you like to to rewatch this later. Uh, but I think we're we're good to go. So. Um, uh, this is the idea. Uh, we've collected a list of news from the last week from the security realm. I'm going to introduce them, and uh, maybe um, uh, maybe we can uh, we can have a chat about them. I see someone commenting that they want you in the live, Davide, but you are here, so I'm not sure what what you they mean. <laughs> you mean. They want me in the live. I, I, I'm not sure, but uh, yeah. Uh, He's there. <laughs> you should see them. <laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, cool. So, uh, you know, uh, feel free to to comment. Feel free to uh, you know uh, write us questions or comments. I, I can also select some of those and uh, put them in the screen so we can you know interact uh, with you watching this. So thank you for that. Okay, I'm gonna share my screen here and uh, introduce the first article uh, for for today's episode. Um, so the first one, it's, it's let's say it's an easy one. Yeah, I wanted to start, you know, uh, uh, a little a little easy. Uh, we had uh, we have uh, you know a more uh, deep and insightful conversation uh, later in the you know with the following uh, news. But this was uh, pretty interesting because it introduces a um, let's say a topic that we didn't discuss in this uh, podcast yet, which is uh, which is interesting. This is the I think it's yeah the twentieth episode, and we didn't talk about insider threat uh, okay. yet, right? So the news is about um, you know a recent case of a, a person who has uh, pleaded guilty, uh, I think in, in the United States, um, of basically hacking into uh, you know or exploiting uh, their previous company. Okay, so this person was an employee of uh, Motorola in this case. And um, I, it, you know, I'm not sure if he was fired or just uh, you know uh, uh, you know um, left the company. Uh, still, uh, they used their knowledge of the people and the tools inside the company to basically uh, send some phishing uh, attacks, basically some uh, some emails and some uh, SMS uh, to to his previous colleagues, and uh, you know successfully. Um, gathering some uh, um, some credentials, some valid credentials to internal tools, um, so that you know uh, the person could steal information, gain access to internal uh, applications, and also grant them some um, uh, radio frequency. I believe that uh, Motorola is actually selling uh, and charging for uh, to to their customers, um, and uh, you know. The, of course, there's more in the article. I will share the link uh, of the article, uh, maybe to the people in the chat right now, but also, um, you know, on the description of the recording video later. The point is that 
I want to talk a little a uh, little bit about um, you know the fact that even the employees themselves, current and past ones, could be a threat to an organization, right? And I believe this is a, a very big threat that not always is is being you know taken seriously, right? Or at least I don't see this uh, spoken a lot out there. Uh, I don't see well, let's say solutions to you know um, uh, the friend from this threat. I, I know it's it's tricky to defend, but still, uh, I, I don't know about I don't know um, tactics or uh, you know ways to um, to take care of this kind of, of threat. And uh, I believe that you know you in your position and with your role, this is definitely something that um, uh, you will be aware uh, for sure. But also, I want to to see. What's your point of view uh, with with this kind of uh, you know uh, thing that that can definitely happen, right? So, yeah. what's your point of view? Yeah, I think uh, well, regarding this news, uh, I think there are a lot of things uh, to mm. talk about in general. Uh, you can talk about uh, we can talk about uh, phishing, about smishing, which is mm. the technique no used by. Uh, by the ex employees, by the former employees, which is basically phishing by SMS. Yeah. Uh, we can talk about MFA, how it can be right. uh, bypassed. No, that's one technique he used. He just uh, stole the token. Then, uh, as far as I understood, he basically changed the the, um, the phone number to get uh, the SMS. So he could uh, bypass uh, the MFA lately. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, employees are, uh, I think, uh, in general, can be a weak point of the company. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think uh, employees uh, uh, can be transformed in uh, a network of sensors. Okay. No? Okay. So uh, the the question is uh, the fact that. Uh, when uh, an email, uh, a phishing email arrives uh, and uh, some people click on the email, so I click, uh, not on the email, on the link which is on the email, that's for sure a, a, a problem, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if uh, a phishing email bypass uh, the anti-spam uh, every kind of filter that you have, uh, anti-phishing, et cetera, et cetera. Like technological ones, yeah, right? every technological uh, filter that you have. Mm-hmm. And uh, one employee reports the email, then uh, the employee is not anymore the, the weakest point, no? But it's the strongest point <laughs> of, uh, of the company. So can be... It's it's two sides of the of the same uh, coin, no? Yeah. So yeah. can be a weak point, can be a strong point. It really depends uh, on uh, on how you uh, you train the employees. Uh, in general, I think that uh, on uh, on awareness. Mm-hmm. I'm not speaking about my company. I'm speaking about. Uh, uh, Yes, general approach, right? Yes, as an industry, I think we are losing the war. Mm. 
because uh, uh, we are doing the trainings. Uh, we are speaking about fishing uh, every day. We are uh, sending uh, uh, fishing uh, campaigns, etc., uh, etc. Et but still, people click on the links. Why? <laughs> I think first because uh, links are made to be clicked. No, right. it's it's it's, uh, it's how it was. Uh, uh, designed for designed at the beginning no the easiest way it's something that it's uh, 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 so clear you, you just have to click no it's it's so easy and so fast that people have uh, learned uh, to do it uh, very fast without thinking and that's the problem is the fact I think, that think I think we actually trained them right we you know, every every technical person at some point say to take their I don't know parents or grandparents. You know, when this is blue and it's you know with the with the uh, I do say it um, uh, it's subtitled. I, I don't know how to say this in English. You can click on this and you'll be redirected to another page. Yeah. Right? So so we were training them to click uh, uh, yeah. you know on those on those links on the first on the first place. So. Um... It's it's something uh, uh, it, it's something uh, I mean now you you have to train people to not click or better to think before clicking no mm -hmm. and uh, I think uh, probably uh, the only way to to teach people how to do it is not to teach them uh, that they don't have to click on the links. But it's the, the mentality that has to change completely. They we need to uh, to teach them to think uh, what could be what could go wrong every time. No, right. It's like when you're driving a car, <laughs> you know that uh, if uh, the semaphore is uh, the traffic light is is uh, red. You have to break. Otherwise, it can happen that someone. Uh, but you know it uh, by experience. You know it because you went uh, to a school of uh, to get a driving license, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah, you got education basically, right? Yeah. So I think, uh, to be honest, uh, uh, the fishing, uh, um, the the whole fishing thing partially is going to disappear with the, the new generations because the new generation are born with uh, with links and uh, with uh, not with cyber security but with with cyber scams in general that's true that's true so i think uh, lately uh, this uh, phenomenon of uh, of phishing will uh, will uh, will decrease Okay. Uh, of course, there will be other uh, other problems. Uh, of course. The deep fake, uh, the, the problems of uh, phone call uh, made with uh, voice, uh, which are uh, uh, generated by AI, etc., etc. That will be, uh, I think, will be a huge problem because uh, we will have it now. Right. You know? I guess it's already happening. I I never had uh, an attack like that. Uh, in the companies that I'm managing, fortunately. But I think it's something that it's going to happen uh, probably the next year, 2024. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and we actually... 
we still have the people that are uh, <laughs> not used to to new technologies no yeah that's right that's right yeah. we actually we actually spoke about um you know deep fake and uh, some of those uh new technologies let's say uh in uh, the, the previous in the previous episode so um i just encourage people that are curious uh, to go recover the the last videos on uh, youtube but something you say you, you said that a lot of things that were very interesting first of all the change of approach in the you know the weakest link uh that's that's what i mean when i say that uh, i learned during this uh, this episode right i never hear heard anyone so far say something like this that the people can actually be the last uh, you know security measure like uh if you, all of your technologies and uh, you know uh, technical solutions fail your employees could be another sensor that let's say you deployed in order to identify those attacks that you you missed at the first place so that that's already you know ju just as a as a uh, you know as an approach it's uh, uh mind blowing for me personally maybe maybe uh, someone else was already aware of this kind of approach um on the other on the other side you mentioned you know the, the new generations the fact that they are let's say uh, I would say probably like technology aware, uh, just because of course they 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 born with it. They they started using technology from you know a very uh, early stages of their their life, uh, and, and I kind of agree. The fact that uh, you know um, um, they could recognize better, like their I would say their brain developed in a way that um, they are advantages you know advantaged. I'm, I'm not sure how to pronounce this. Um, in uh, in recognizing, you know, phishing attempts and uh, something like that. So yeah, that, that could be a, a good point. And uh, I will be curious to see how you know the biggest threat. I, I would say that phishing had, had always been the biggest threat we we ever had in the industry. Right? It was the first thing they <clears throat> they ever used, and and right now it's still the uh, the thing that is most effective when it comes to attacks vectors. Right? Um, yeah. And uh, it evolved a lot, no? Absolutely, absolutely. From the beginning, from the broken English uh, or broken <laughs> Italian uh, email, right? Now we have uh, emails which are um, absolutely look like uh, legit, yeah. proper, proper. And now we have the problem of uh, QR code, no? Quishing. Mm, yeah. I think it's it's called quishing, which which is basically always. Fishing, yeah, uh -huh. uh -huh. I don't know. It, it makes me uh, like a headache to 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 pronounce yeah. all of those versions of fishing. By the way, uh, always because I, I want to explain everything here. You also men mentioned the smishing at some point, yeah. because it, it's it's also the way you know uh, uh, the, the the actor in this article um, you know uh, uh, affected <clears throat> Motorola. It's basically just a combination of SMS and phishing. And basically, you have smishing because it's phishing via SMS. So it's yeah. as simple as that. Um, so cool. Um, I, I think the other, because uh, you asked me a question, which is uh, yeah. regarding uh, uh, insider threat, right? I didn't, mm. <laughs> I didn't answer. <laughs> there were so Thank many things to talk about uh, on this news. Uh, uh, but uh, insider threat, uh, yes, it's... Uh, it's interesting. I I've not seen uh, uh, 
many cases of insider yeah. threat, but I've seen them. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, all the cases that I've seen were uh, mis misuse of company uh, company uh, technologies or accounts. Yes. Or... So using the 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 technologies of the company to do things uh, which are not uh, company related and uh, I don't know someone uh, uh, in the past I've seen someone uh, uh, using uh, a, a very powerful server mm -hmm. to, to crack password with John the Ripper <laughs> But uh, not so password say, of the company. Not password taken by in the company. You know, but the server was was a company one, right? The the computer, yeah. The server yeah. was a company server, mm -hmm. but the guy, you know, like uh, broke into system external systems. Okay. Or, or I don't know what kind of system. Maybe it was his own system. Is uh, I don't know. I have yeah, no anyway. idea. But he took uh, the, the, the the password file, and uh, he was uh, trying to crack uh, the password file with uh, this uh, very powerful server uh, of the company. This was, uh, I don't know, more than 10 years ago, for example. It's not um, that much, actually. Just 10 years ago, honestly. it's uh... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Something else that I've seen uh, is... Uh, uh mining bitcoins with the mm -hmm. uh, company equipment not with uh, again not with uh, the laptop of course because <laughs> but um that's something else that i've seen uh fortunately i've not seen uh, cases of uh, you know like disgruntled employees that decided to damage uh, uh or do you know, just damages because he was uh, upset. Yeah. The, in general, I think uh, uh, doing something as an insider threat, I think in general is very stupid <laughs> because uh, the the perfect uh, the perfect killer, you know, right? The one who who is never uh, uh, caught by the police. Is the one who is killing uh, randomly. That is the very difficult uh, uh, killer to take. Right. At the same time, uh, with insider threat, uh, um, you have immediately, if something happens uh, like that, uh, like this, uh, to in the article that you posted, mm -hmm. there's uh, there's immediately a, a, a direct connection potentially direct connection between uh, the ex uh, ex uh, uh, employee and the company no so it's very easy to get uh, caught i think so you say you say i will never do it i will never do it i would <laughs> hack into another company but not uh, <laughs> the company that was my company i i know at the same time probably he thought ah it's easy because i know uh, you know i know the people i have the phone numbers uh, yeah. I know the kind of uh, uh, 
the kind of SMS that they get, you know? the kind of communication they use, and uh, or tools yes. they use, and so forth. He, so. he did something uh, uh, knowing already the, the, the defenses of the mm -hmm. company, so he knew the systems, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and he knew what to take. No. Yeah. It's, uh... At the same time, doing that uh, to to get uh, a, a, a software which is. $175. It <laughs> was not worth it, right? <laughs> that's very also, stupid. Also because, you know, I think it's written here somewhere. He now basically yeah, risks yeah. to go in prison for 20 years. Come on, yeah. 20 years in prison to get some something that costed uh, like 100 and, or 200, yeah. whatever. Uh, it's definitely not worth it. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's... So yeah, it's I think really... an error, an error that he made, which is a very common error in general in criminals, mm -hmm. is that uh, uh, he was thinking he was smarter than uh, right than the company, which uh, uh, generally, I mean, if if it's a war one to one, one versus one, you have then, more uh, then can be true. Can be true. You can outsmart someone. You can be smarter than just uh, someone. But if you are uh, fighting, let's say, against uh, a company, you yeah, are. There is a group of people, right? You are yeah, just you are... going to one versus I don't know a thousand yes, or. Yes, fighting people. against a collective brain, no? A, a right. collective brain of people and technologies and money, etc., etc. So. Can, you can you can outsmart them, maybe, but you need to be very well organized. If you look at uh, APT groups, uh, no, yeah, of course, they are very very well organized. They are companies, they are gangs of people, mm -hmm. so they have a collective brain as well, and uh, and mostly they are in, in usually in countries where. <laughs> Where they, they can they are supported be or jailed, or uh, yes, they need to be moved uh, somewhere else, and they attack companies, no, which are uh, in other countries. Of course. So attacking uh, the same company you were working on in the same country that you're living in for hundred and seventy-five dollars, man. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how you are you uh, you know you're taking this as a uh, you know. Um, manifesto you know to say you know it's not worth it don't do it <laughs> because uh, because you know it's just not worth it and uh it doesn't make sense and especially you know uh i i see why you could decide something like this maybe especially if you were fired uh you know from the company and if you were really uh happy in that company it can make you very mad about it but still you know uh you know th the point is um, why, why, why doing that? What's, what, what do you achieve doing that? And what you, what you are really risking, right? Uh, doing you, it. I think uh, he just thought he was smarter. Yeah. But, but again, uh, he, he was not fighting against uh, a little company. He was fighting against Motorola. Of course. I, I think it was very bad idea. <laughs> so um, I, I'm really liking this conversation. I believe we could continue with this for, for a couple of hours at least, but we have uh, so many other things to discuss about. So I'm going to jump on the next one, if you agree. Yeah. Um, 
just a little uh, reminder before you, before I do that. If you're liking this conversation and you want to see more, and maybe you want me to you know uh, stress on David uh, once again, maybe later to to join another episode, please you know uh, consider subscribing or sharing this with uh, with a friend or something, or just commenting and let us know uh, what we are doing good, what we are doing bad. Definitely, I can improve something. I, I know that. Uh, so any, any feedback will be definitely appreciated. So thank you for that. Uh, cool. So the next one, uh, this is another, um, you know, interesting one. We're, we're still uh, talking about, uh, fishing, but in a slightly, uh, different context, uh, in scenario. Uh, by the way, the, this article is by Joe Tidy, which was, uh, uh the, uh, guest of the previous episode. So if you know Joe, uh, definitely consider watching the, the, uh, previous episode. Uh, so the article talks about, um, first of all, uh, Airbnb, no, sorry, booking.com, which is, uh, uh, you know, a company that basically helps hotels and BNBs and, uh, you know, even, uh, uh, just, uh, single apartments to, to be rented, right. Even for, for a few days. And, um, uh, there was, um, um, a research from a security company that I believe, yeah, it's SecureWorks. Uh, where they um, where they found a malicious campaign, uh, where this group is targeting not Booking.com itself, rather than the uh, customers or else the uh, let's say the hotels, the BNBs that are using Booking.com platform to rent their their you know rooms and apartments. Uh, this means that basically, um, you know, uh, doesn't um, like uh, no matter how good are the defenses of Booking.com, because the, the the attackers in this case are not really targeting uh, the the company itself. They are targeting the accounts that their customers have. Okay, they want to steal uh, the credentials to basically uh, the the dashboard the the uh, hotel owner uses to uh, to manage the uh, the bookings and everything so that can then access the the people renting the rooms okay um the and it goes like this basically when the attacker uh, gain access to the dashboard then they contact the people that are uh, already booked a room and ask them to to pay maybe with a you know a, it's not specified but i believe it's a with an alternative uh, method of payment. So they are going to pay the attackers themselves instead of booking and then, of course, the, the hotel owners. Um, and um, I first, when I read this the first time, I first believed, oh, this is a little too complicated. I don't believe they can make a lot of money out of this because there are so many different you know, steps they have to do. Uh, and uh, they have then to trick all individual um, uh, people renting the rooms uh, to pay the money, but apparently um, it's uh, th there's a uh, there, there's a clear evidence that they're making a lot of money uh, out of it because their um, the criminals are writing on uh, you know uh, dark web forums to uh, ask for uh, those uh, uh, those credentials to uh, to the dashboard and they are gonna pay for it even two thousand dollar for each um, pair of credentials. So it's definitely uh, a huge investment, uh, you know. Uh, if uh, if for any of those can uh, can make um, can make them uh, more money than uh, two thousand uh, dollar, 
uh, I'm gonna say it's a it's a big, pretty big business, uh, at least in my point of view. And um, yeah, it's it's interesting. I see like um, um, a new um, a new evolution. Uh, I will say in uh, malicious campaigns where uh, uh, malicious actors or cyber criminals are starting to target not the organization themselves, rather than the individual people, so the customers who uses those platforms. I've seen similar um, similar news uh, in the past, I would say, a few years. And uh, I just see that, of course, for criminals, it's easier to convince an individual person to pay them some money rather than a company that invests you know, of course, a lot of efforts and money and, uh, and time into increasing their uh, security uh, measures. And uh, once again, I want to, uh, to know your opinion on this because um, what I, I don't know your current company, right? But for some companies, of course, as a CISO, you want to uh, defend your company. But what about the customers of your company, right? Uh, I'm not sure. It I think it depends on the country whether you are really responsible uh, for uh, for individual person uses uh, people using your services, but still it's it's a big topic, right? Or, or at least I believe it, it is. Yeah. What, what do you what do you say? So first, uh, I have to say this was uh, my favorite news between. Oh, really? The, okay. Yeah, was my favorite news. I'll tell you why. Okay. Very very easy, uh, very easy reason. Because uh, uh, last week, so this week, uh, mm -hmm. I went uh, three days to Florence for a, for a conference. Okay. Um, conference of the European uh, CISO, European CISO oh. meeting. Okay, interesting. Uh, and uh, I booked a hotel through booking. Okay. And I got the fishing. <laughs> oh really? This one? Yeah, I got fished. Well, I didn't. I didn't uh, uh, insert uh, the the, cred the credential, the, the my, okay. my credit okay. card, but I got this campaign on me. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't know this. This was not. No, I know. I know. I didn't know. <laughs> I, when I saw the news, I thought, "Wow, so that's that's, that's so big. so big." Yeah, the the thing. So basically, I can uh, I can show you the the message that I got uh, from uh, from Booking. Okay. Uh, to be honest, uh, I uh, well I'm I'm used to travel a lot, so I I I received a message from uh, from the structure from the hotel. Mm -hmm. I didn't uh, care at the beginning because usually uh, hotels immediately uh, send you a message when you book. Mm -hmm. telling you uh, like the direction to go to the hotel or things like that. So I, I just, uh, I, I saw the notification on booking that I received a message, but I ignored it to be, okay. to be honest. Then a few days later, I received another message, another notification. So I told myself, mm, what, what's the problem? I mean, uh, they should, they should, uh, uh, you know, need to know something or uh, yeah. and I look at the message and the message was please ignore the previous message I was like what <laughs> and <laughs> of course you went to read the, the previous yes, one I went to read the first message and uh, the message was uh, was again was a phishing of course was a phishing 
but uh, uh, through a legitimate channel, which was very scary to be to be honest, was uh, in uh, perfect English, of course, and was uh, written that uh, my transaction uh, didn't go through. So please visit uh, this link, of course. Yeah. And the link, the link was uh, like a booking uh, dash something there. Dot, of course, a website, uh, unlegitimate website. So it was, of course, an external website. Yeah. Um, but for uh, for someone who was uh, uh, just not pay too much attention to the link uh, was a very, very big problem. I mean... Uh, um if i was distracted i could even uh, be be tricked uh, right. the question is that uh, uh, and i didn't uh, forget your your question so i'll answer later because i did actually <laughs> <laughs> the the question is that uh, booking.com uh, i didn't know but if i well remember is the in number of uh, uh, of volume of uh, turnover, I'm mm -hmm. speaking about uh, volume of uh, transactions. I, see. I think it's the, the biggest web portal in the world. Oh, in general, not yes. only in, uh, in their their market. If I well remember, it's the biggest wow. in the world. Wow, that's or huge. one of the biggest. So. Uh, of course, uh, given the fact that uh, it's one of the biggest portal, they receive uh, all kinds of uh, of threats. No, is is uh, a target which is uh, uh, very attractive for uh, yeah. for cyber criminals. They have uh, a, a huge security department. Cybersecurity department. I know the CISO of uh, Booking.com. I know also someone right. who works in the cybersecurity uh, team. So they, they of course, have every technology that you can uh, think about, cybersecurity technology. So they are a very, uh, very skilled, very prepared from the cybersecurity point of view. But when you are uh, uh, so attractive as a target, let's say, cyber criminals uh, <laughs> are no, every day. Think, yeah, yeah, they every day they are trying to think about uh, a new solution to 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 hack, let's say, to trick uh, your uh, your customers, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So I'll answer uh, your question, then I'll continue to talk. Uh, so you told me, ah, you have responsibility over the customers. Uh, yes and no. In some, uh, probably in some jurisdiction, you are responsible. In some other, not. It also it also probably depends on the industry, right? If we think about banking, probably it's yes, it's, it's exactly. slightly different. But the question is uh, that uh, in any case, it's always a, a brand reputation damage, very high. Because if I if I uh, book something through booking. Then I got fished through booking. The next yeah, time uh, I'll tell booking is not uh, secure. It's exactly. not safe. I, I, as a user, 
to me, the important is that someone stole my money through booking. No? Uh, so it's not, uh, it's not a safe... Uh, uh, a safe portal. This is what, uh, as a user, uh, I, I would think. No, actually, yeah. you you made me think that that happens so often with the marketplaces. Like mm. uh, you know, just remembering some some friends telling me, "Oh, I don't know, I don't I do not use eBay because I got fished one, or my friend at some point got fished one, and I prefer Amazon, or I don't, I don't know. You can use whatever other company you, you yeah. know it comes to your mind." Because if, if it happens to you or someone you know just once, your perception of that uh, you know, company completely, yeah. completely changes and you can start to, to move to competitors, basically, right? Uh, just yeah. because uh, you, you had one problem at some point that, that maybe it not, was not even um, the company's fault, like yeah. directly. So, so that's very true. So uh, I think uh, someone who is reading the news... Uh, uh, will say, ah, this is happening because they don't use multi-factor authentication, <laughs> right? So you would say, ah, it's very easy, no? It's, a, it's, it's something uh, uh, so easy to, to patch as a vulnerability, to fix. The question is uh, that uh, when you are managing uh, a hotel, it's not one person that is managing uh, the reservation. It's many people. Right. Yeah. So multi-factor authentication is for one person. So you should have uh, booking should implement uh, probably a um, multi-account features. Yeah, that's true. Where multi-account have to manage uh, one hotel. Well, it's not an easy fix, man. The, the, when you receive an attack like this. Uh, uh, developing uh, a, a new feature like that in a website uh, is a mess. Uh, takes a lot of time. So I have yeah. no idea. Not only how... that, uh, like I'm thinking if you're into uh, a product company where, where you are developing a, a, an application that are, is going to be used by customers, you know that you also have to train the people that were using your application with the new um uh, you know the, the the new processes. So if you, if they the hotel owners have to create new accounts uh, or just uh, implement multi-factor authentication, it can be very tricky for them to continue you know working with you, and uh, it, it causes a lot of effort to be um, not only developed but also you know to to uh, start uh, using it properly. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, it's it's a very mess. Maybe people yeah. that are not from the industry cannot really uh, understand that very, very, uh, you know, uh, yeah. very, very good just because they yeah. don't know what's behind the, um, yeah. Not not an easy fix, not an easy fix. True. Definitely a, a very bad uh, headache, I think, for uh, the people at, uh, at booking. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know what? Once again, uh, there was even even more behind this article that I that I initially thought, and uh, well, I didn't know that. Of course, you were impacted as well uh, from the campaign, which is uh, well, it's not cool because you got impacted, but it's cool because uh, <laughs> I guessed the, <laughs> the right article. But uh, once again, I think we should move to the next one just because there's yeah. so much 
much, so much more to, to think about uh, and uh, discuss about it. So um, this is another one that that's you know has been in the news, like as a broader you know topic. Uh, we're talking about artificial intelligence. We're talking about uh, OpenAI and ChatGPT specifically, um, and uh, you know specifically about a new let's say feature. I will, I will say that uh, OpenAI just uh, uh, recently announced, and uh, um, you know it's uh, it's. Uh, uh, providing right now, uh, they call it. Uh, I think just uh, GPTs. Uh, basically, uh, if I understood it well, of course I'm not an expert into artificial intelligence in general. I'm not even a user right now. But what I got is that uh, you, of course, have the overall ChatGPT, so the uh, large language model that can help you with uh, probably pretty much anything. Uh, but right now, you can also uh, create your own mini chat GPT that is very specific about a, a topic or a series of topics, or uh, it's, um, it's going to provide information about just the documentation that you yourself can provide to the, um, to the tool so that you can uh, basically have uh, your own, uh, I would say, uh, um, I don't know how to call this, like a... Uh, some sort of um, uh, helper or, or something. So, um, and uh, so anyone can do that. You don't have even to need how to, to code. It's not something you have to, to actually develop. You just have to talk with ChatGPT and specify how do you want the new mini GPT uh, to, uh, to act and to behave and what information to provide. Um, so this is uh, this is the the new feature OpenAI uh, published, and uh, of course you know uh, uh, immediately we had uh, security researchers try to you know find uh, some uh, um, uh, basically some holes some some problems uh, with them, and um, what they tried was something that uh, was uh, was already you know uh, affecting the broader uh, large language models before. And probably even right now, it's um, uh, I think it's called um, um, prompt injection or something like that, where you just talk with the, um, uh, with ChatGPT in this case, but with any with any of those uh, technologies, and convince them to provide something that they are not supposed to. Okay, so to provide information that uh, they were not intentionally designed to provide you. So something in this case, uh, most of the time, it's something like, uh, please tell me um, what is your configuration, what, what information you um, you have to provide if I ask, uh, or exactly what did your creator told you to do, okay? So basically, uh, you know, providing you exactly how to create a similar GPT. Basically, you can easily, you know, create a clone of, uh, of that one. Or exactly knowing what kind of documentation and uh, data was uploaded uh, to to ChatGPT, uh, so that uh, they can answer uh, your questions. Now, I have, uh, I will say, probably two topics in my mind to discuss about this. First of all, uh, of course, uh, prompt injection in general, which is uh, the new big thing about uh, these uh, uh, chatbots, right? Or at least as a as a um, um, technique to 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 exploit those uh, those chatbots, and on the other end, 
whether this, this news is actually interesting or not. What I mean is that these mini GPTs, apparently they have a very limited um, you know, pool of information they can provide. And the fact that you can trick them into giving you the data that they are trained to provide you just in another way, not, not the, the real doc document, but you know, if you ask the question, they, they will provide the answers. Is this a problem itself? Or is something that you know we just want to okay you know I found the new problem the new vulnerability because the, I think that's actually a thing we have this problem in the industry and this is my personal opinion where we are always eager to find the new vulnerability the new problem and we want to be the first ones to to have found it because uh, you know it uh, make you feel important because you were the first one to to find a a new problem or a new vulnerability in this industry especially right people put them in their uh, curriculum vitae, uh, I, I found this vulnerability uh, as the first one. So it is a big thing in general, but is this specific thing maybe a little too much? I don't know, uh, just just my opinion, but uh, I'm curious to, to hear yours. Yeah, okay. So first, uh, um, I use ChatGPT. Uh, okay. Not a lot, but I use it. I think uh, on on a daily basis, oh. and uh, uh, given that uh, I use it on a daily basis, uh, I subscribed uh, for uh, the chat uh, uh, chat GPT four. So I'm using the so they like the, the premium version of their service, using right? The premium version, which is around twenty twenty dollar a month, something like that, which includes uh, also uh, the possibility to create uh, GPTs. Okay. Uh, which I tried. I, I spent a pair of days uh, creating uh, uh, GPTs. And uh, something interesting is that uh, I, I just, uh, well, first, you don't have to code, so it's perfect for me. <laughs> so maybe I, I should try to. Maybe I should try. Uh, yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny. Of course, it's, it's limited at the moment, it's, it's, it's quite limited, but it's, it's funny. And you can see the potential of uh, of something that uh, will bring us to a, a no-code uh, reality, where you yeah. don't have to code, you just have to say, to ask. Uh, but I, I just uh, made, a, I don't know, a GPT example. Uh, I created, I, I told uh, ChatGPT, create a GPT uh, uh, so that uh, if I passed an email, uh, it recognizes uh, if it's uh, uh, a, a, a phishing email or not. Okay, okay. Well, I wanted to see if the... If <laughs> I just... see you're biased. I, I see you're biased. Yeah, <laughs> you I, could I, I ask for anything. <laughs> if, he was, uh, if he was more uh, smart than uh, uh, the normal uh, uh, spam filters. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I have to say that uh, he recognized every phishing email. Okay. The only problem is that he didn't uh, give, uh, a, he didn't take a decision, never. Even if I told him, uh, tell me, just tell me if, if it is phishing or not, he was okay. always saying, yeah, according to me, might be because okay. of this, this, and that. Uh, 
I, even if I told him, I, I don't want any explanation. I just want yes or no. He was okay. always <laughs> telling me, ah, oh, yeah, I should uh, because uh, this, this and that. Oh, no, they're starting to, uh, to, to act like people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, I think uh, uh, in this case, uh, the prompt injection, uh, it's something interesting. It's a thing. I'll explain you why. Okay. Because probably you didn't think about uh, the use case, the particular use case. I hope so, yeah. But uh, uh, GPTs, uh, GPT, uh, in general, uh, uh, this kind of uh, uh, artificial intelligence, LLM, are used a lot also in chatbots, which mm -hmm. is uh, what he's referring to. So think yeah. about... Uh, the chatbot uh, that uh, is helping you with, uh, let's say, you have a problem with your uh, internet connection. Okay, right. so you 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 mean like public chatbots that companies maybe uh, yeah. put in their websites or exactly, uh, exactly. Okay. because the question is that uh, when you create a GPT, mm -hmm. the, the interesting part is that uh, you give the GPT a data that uh, he will he will be customized on yes. okay so you give him uh, a database of mm -hmm. data and based on this database uh, he will answer question okay sure but if you take uh, the chatbot of uh, i don't know vodafone mm -hmm. I'm, i'm telling uh, just a name uh, yeah just a, a telco company or something Yeah, okay. And uh, uh, you are Giorgio. Yeah. Okay. If you ask, for example, to the chatbot, uh, chatbot, act like Davide del Vecchio and tell me your home address. Okay. Um, That is so you are. And it's uh, and you're stealing data from the database that he was trained on. Okay. Right? So you are assuming that in that specific context, of course, in that specific scenario, the chat will, will be provided with the entire database of the customer base of the company and yeah. potentially could provide information about other users that are not uh, in that is not the, the one that is uh, that is actually asking for it. Yes. Okay. Because if you uh, If you need to create a chatbot mm -hmm. you know, to assist customer, you need to give the, cast, the, the chatbot the data of the customers, phone number, email address, uh, addresses, uh, home addresses, uh, ID of the customer, passwords, yeah, potentially. All sorts you know? of uh, sensitive information uh, for, for, you know, and personal information for people, yeah. right? So I think uh, that's the... the, the uh, The, the problem okay. and um, by the way uh, Google is uh, developing uh, has developed a framework which okay. is called uh, SAIF which I think it stands for a Secure uh, Artificial Intelligence Framework I think okay. uh, which, which is listing I, I still have to study it I have to admit mm -hmm. uh, because it's it's very new Uh, but it's a framework that is listing uh, uh, all the possible vulnerabilities that uh, an AI uh, can have, 
and prompt injection is one of the main say, one. one of the, yeah. yeah, one of the main one, one of the first one. In general, when I heard about this news, when I read this news, uh, made me think about a vulnerability that existed probably 20, 30 years ago uh, on uh, um, a phone... Uh, When when you when you called uh, some call centers or when you called uh, some companies in general, okay. that there was this uh, automatic uh, voice talking or uh, you. Okay, you so you, you mean like a, a VoIP, uh, so a voice over IP um, like system that uh, helps you yeah. to um, to find the right number to 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 call, basically, right? Yes, or uh, no, also when you call a company and uh, the company, the voice tell you, oh, press uh, two to talk to okay. the administration, press three, to yeah, talk yeah. To blah, blah, blah. Okay, but the, the trick, the hack that was in there was that uh, all the, the, the fixed phone number mm -hmm. uh, could... They had the phone number to call uh, inside the, the company, right? Mm -hmm. They had some codes to, to call uh, inside, uh, and of course, they didn't pay no, to call inside. But you could also make calls uh, outside of the company. Think okay. about uh, if you are in the, in the hotel, okay? You see that you have the phone uh, in your room. You can call the reception. You can call the other rooms, right? Right. But when you want to make a call outside of the hotel, what do you do? You, you technically have to, to ask them to be uh, able no, there's, to... No, there's a, there's a, there's a uh, the zero button. Yeah, the specific code, yeah. yeah. So if you press the zero button, you, you can make a phone call outside of the hotel. Okay. The same was happening uh, in... Uh, in these uh, automatic responders. So if you called an automatic responder that was telling you press two to talk to administration, press three for the call center, etc., etc., you pressed zero. Okay. You could make a phone call outside of the of the responder, and people was what was doing. People were. Um, setting up numbers with. Uh, 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 you know these phone numbers like uh, 144 in Italy okay in like, days, um... you, you pay a lot of money like 2 euro per minute or things like that so they were setting up uh, these kind of phone numbers and then they were exploiting this uh, vulnerability to call their phone number and yeah. to, to, they were charging the, the uh, the hotel basically right yeah so and that was a a, a prompt injection no yeah yeah, yeah kind <laughs> of very similar prompt injection well our uh, sequel injection is a, is a kind of uh, prompt injection i would say no what do you think yeah yeah uh, like i see how you you basically made the 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 connection between uh, you know uh, what we 
usually uh, called SQL injection because most of the time we have a database uh, connected to our website uh, most of the time. <clears throat> but if you do the same, if you connect your internal database to, you know, the front end for that database is going to be uh, a GPT or some kind of chatbot of this kind. Definitely, it's it's basically the same vulnerability. You do it uh, in another way, actually in mm -hmm. a, an easier way because you don't have to code, you don't have to know uh, the, the SQL language, just to uh, just a plain language, basically. Um, maybe your own language because you can talk with ChatGPT, you know, both in English or in Italian or whatever language you know about. So it's definitely easier. Uh, now. I definitely understood, you know, the, your point, and I definitely agree with that. But let me do the, uh, let's say, the devil's uh, advocate here. So, uh, it's is is it a vulnerability of the application itself, so of GPT in this case, or is it who uses it that put too much data, you know, as a uh, as a you know uh, as a backend for the GPT? I mean. Uh, you are saying, okay, please GPT create, uh, chat GPT, please create a GPT that, uh, you know, can answer with the information from this, from this document, from this database, from this, uh, you know, just a uh, um, uh, data point. Uh, you decide what data to put in there. And, you know, if you put that in there, of course, all of those information can be provided, right? Uh, I think in that case, you're you're looking for another kind of solutions. I, I don't think it's um, that advanced still, right? To be able to uh, discriminate, okay, just this part of information you can provide just to this specific person or, uh, you know, put some kind of uh, security measures uh, or uh, conditions, okay? Just respond with this information only if, you know, the person is authenticated or something. I think right now the, the the statement is okay. You put, you know, this kind of information, and all of this will be provided if asked for. Am I am I wrong? What do you think? Well, you, you are uh, uh, assuming uh, a lot of people is uh, smarter than. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I I think a lot of people uh, are just uh, uh, let's say users. They just uh, uh, find something that is so easy to use because chat, mm -hmm. chat GPT is easy to use because you don't have to code again. You just right. <laughs> you just uh, write your own uh, in your own language what you want. Uh, and I think a lot of people is already using it uh, as a as a chatbot in many services. So uh, and I think that a lot of people is not. Uh, loading uh, just uh, uh, public data which is what you're saying right you say given that it's uh, it's uh, something that is exposed to the public to the internet uh, you should give uh, just uh, public data or data that you want to give right uh, unfortunately i i don't think uh, that's the use uh, that uh, a lot of people <laughs> will do with uh, chat gpt or is doing to be honest, I think a lot of yeah. people is, is already uh, training uh, uh, ChatGPT with non uh, with private data, with the data which are not uh, which are not public. So, so here here's the final question, right? Yeah. So, is it 
like sh- should it be like uh, the people must be aware of this and uh, you know uh, trained or maybe you know educated so that they put the right data uh, in the hands <laughs> in the virtual hands of uh, GPT or should OpenAI in this case prevent uh, in some way uh, any any problem like this like. I know I know there is no real uh, correct answer to this, and it's uh, you know uh, more complicated complicated than uh, what I, I'm asking for. But what, what's your what's your opinion on this? Like, I think it should be OpenAI. I think it should be OpenAI. But uh, these kind of vulnerabilities uh, uh, are uh, um, are for any kind of uh, AI like OpenAI. Right. Any sure. kind of, Google's Bard or uh, whatever. Yes, exactly. will be. So the, yep. the three, four, uh, because the problem now that we have is that, uh, uh, like, like for cloud providers, let's say, right. um, everyone is using the same three, the three providers, right? Yeah. OpenAI, Bard, and uh, I don't know the name of the third. Uh, the same is for cloud. Uh, AWS, Azure, uh, uh, yeah, maybe and maybe Google, Google Cloud are the three main, and then there's Alibaba for China. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's it, no? But a vulnerability, if you find a vulnerability in a cloud provider, a new vulnerability, mm-hmm. is it a new vulnerability or, or not? I think it's right. the same uh, parallel that you have to think uh, uh, I I totally understood uh, uh, your point of view, mm-hmm. where where you come from. Uh, I see that uh, it seems uh, like uh, something uh, not so much important, mm-hmm. but at the same time, uh, basically the warning is: uh, if you put uh, your uh, customer data, all your customer data, into ChatGPT to create a GPT as a chatbot for your website, Mm -hmm. be aware that uh, this data could could be stolen by someone, by projection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, so we could definitely start another discussion here because you made the parallel with the cloud providers and uh, Anyway, <laughs> just because we have uh, um, uh, the last last article today and we are already a little late with the with the pen, okay. uh, I, I hope it's not uh, you know too late for you and you can stay another um, uh, just another few minutes. Uh, I will stop here and move to the to the next article. Uh, thank you, by the way. Very very interesting discussion so far. Um, one, uh, you know, uh, last uh, reminder for everyone: if you're liking this and uh, you want basically to to see and watch and listen more, uh, just let us know with a comment or sharing this with with a friend or maybe uh, putting a like or subscribe, whatever uh, platform you're using right now. Thank you for that. So, uh, last one, final one, and uh, the one that I actually thought was the the most, you know, the most critical or let's say important news, uh, you know, we collected. I usually do that. I, I take the, the last one as the, the one that I think it's uh, the most important. Not that the other one were, were not, of course, 
but uh, this is uh, a very big one that is being um, uh, spoken about a lot in the in the industry. Um, it's uh, it's basically the the Octa Octa bridge. So Octa is um, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. It's basically a, an identity um, uh, management secu identity security management provider or something. Uh, so basically, if you if you don't know about it, it's uh, uh, they provide a technology and uh, in a solution that uh, uh, let uh, companies um, uh, basically manage their uh, technical accounts, user accounts in a in a more um, uh, you know complex and secure way uh, technically. And it's one of the, the the top technologies out there, I believe. Um, there are other few providers, but Okta is definitely one of the biggest ones. And uh, they they recently um, they were recently affected by a data breach, so they were basically you know uh, being um, they were they were hacked, right? And uh, some uh, some data were uh, uh, exposed. And the, the but this is this is from uh, I think a few a uh, few weeks ago. Now the 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 real uh, recent news, the one from this week, it's uh, that uh, there there is some um, some news about the, the data breach. The point was that Okta uh, first uh, uh, declared that uh, only if, you know less than one percent of their customers' data were affected by this data breach, and uh, mostly uh, I believe uh, name and uh, uh, email addresses of the uh, you know. Um, um, Basically, of the people who were in charge of uh, uh, their uh, their technology for for each of those customers, but a very very small percentage of their customer base, uh, which I don't know could be a good or bad thing. Maybe you know if you really uh, fall for um, you know if you really are affected by a data breach, the fact that you you can contain it is still a, a good thing, right? Uh, but later on, uh, they actually said, "Oh, oops, we, we were wrong. <laughs> it's not. Uh, it's not the less than one percent. It's actually mostly, you know, uh, uh, you know, all of our customer base. More than ninety uh, percent of it uh, was affected, and uh, possibly all over uh, all of uh, your names and email addresses, and possibly other information as well, are now being, uh, you know." Uh, treated and uh, handled by uh, criminals out there, right? So, uh, of course, once again, there's there's a lot we could talk about it. We could talk about the, the technicalities of the bridge itself. Uh, we could talk about the general communication that uh, the company did uh, about the data breach. And, um, you know, of course, I'm mostly interested in the fact that they had to, um, to, act to actually correct themselves later on, okay? Um, again, I believe this is perfect for um, you know a perfect discussion to to do with you because of your role. Because definitely, you know, uh, in your role, uh, you need to be very very careful with uh, this kind of communications with the public and possibly with other authorities, right? Uh, I don't know, like the data privacy uh, regulators or in some cases law enforcement, possibly. Um, and uh, how how difficult how big is that? Uh, I don't think many uh, people working in security really think about this. Really think this is something related to security uh, at all, right? 
I don't know, I want to work in security because I want to code or I want to do stuff with computers, right? Uh, what about if it's also, you know, communication and uh, I don't know, kind of marketing thing um, in some some cases? And still, some someone like you is going to be involved, Some someone that actually works in security. It's going to be responsible maybe, at least partly for that. Am I am I wrong? No, no, you're not uh, wrong. Uh, it's uh, to me uh, has become one of the most interesting uh, part of the job, mm -hmm. which is the part uh, connected to uh, talking with humans and not uh, not with computers, <laughs> which is uh, which is interesting, but it's uh, it's very difficult because uh, uh, with computers. Uh, you tell, uh, if you have a problem with a computer, you solve it always in the same way. But with humans, it's not like that. Every human has a, <laughs> if, if with the same problem, every human has a different solution or can be, can have a different solution. So it's not, uh, a, and uh, it, it's, it's very random. And I think uh, you understand it perfectly when you have a baby. Now, now that I had a baby uh, three months ago, he was born three months ago, uh, every time uh, he has a problems, he has any kind of problem, there's not, a, there's not the solution. When you think you finally found the solution, then he changes completely his behavior. <laughs> so the solution is not working anymore. So you have to think about... Uh, another solution is it's very funny but very stressing <laughs> sometimes <laughs> i can understand it <laughs> sometimes he's crying uh, watching something and you say well, wow maybe he's bored of something you just take him take him two minutes to another room then take him back and he's okay <laughs> you, <laughs> you have to find uh, you know try and find a very very random uh, very random solution but um, I think uh, uh, the most interesting part uh, of, uh, of this news is, uh, uh, yes, regarding the, the communication, because uh, personally, uh, personally uh, maybe I, I'm used to see the, the bad part in, uh, mm -hmm. in things, in people, in companies, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but uh, I think, uh, uh, well, we should we should ask uh, to a communication to a brand and com specialist. Okay, so a brand and communication specialist. I saw Matteo Flora was uh, was in the chat <laughs> before. So <laughs> he probably is the best person uh, to ask. But my idea uh, is that. Uh, uh, Lately, in the last times, I've seen uh, uh, companies, uh, when they have a, a data breach, they try immediately to communicate. Mm -hmm. Okay. But, and most of the time they have to do it because of uh, GDPR and other, uh, uh, other laws. So they immediately do it, but they disclose just a very, a uh, little part of the problem. They say, yeah, we had a problem. Uh, there was a breach, uh, but uh, it's less than 1% of customer base, no? So the, the news is breaking into the internet. 
but it's breaking with the, the 1%, the 1% uh, uh, information. Mm -hmm. So everybody's thinking, ah, it's okay, got breached, uh, got hacked, uh, but was just uh, 1%, so it's nothing uh, important, very important. Yeah, it was, it was not a big deal. Yes, I'm not affected as a customer. I mean, uh, 1% is a very low probability, no? <laughs> On 100%, 1%, it's okay. Uh, I'm sure I, I, I'm not one of the customers which is affected. I mean, as a, as a company, probably Okta needs to communicate individually to those companies which are being affected, right? So yeah. you actually will know if you were directly affected or not. Yes, um, but if, even if you know, if they tell you, you will still think, oh, I'm just the one percent. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I say, oh, I'm very unlucky because I've been uh, just in the one percent. And anyway, the news that will break on the internet, no, mm -hmm. in the uh, in the news that you've sent uh, to the agencies, etc., is that uh, just uh, the one percent of the customer base? Then uh, they take time, and after sometimes. Uh, they disclose uh, the truth. This is what I've seen uh, doing. I'm not saying this is what Okta did. I'm not no. saying it. But uh, uh, I've seen uh, this uh, kind of news uh, so that after uh, months, uh, they tell, ah, no, sorry, we were wrong. It's not 1%, but it's uh, all our customer base that was at. And the question is that uh, when it's the same news uh, after some months, uh, not so many newspapers as, as uh, at the beginning publish again the news. Yeah. Okay. That doesn't take the same attention and the same interest of, of the first one, right? Exactly. So to me, it looks like a technique, a studied technique to me. Okay. So I see where you're going. Okay. So do you think it's, it's a strategy? To, to, yeah, uh, communication strategy. Maybe okay. it's not, and I'm just a bad person uh, who is uh, thinking ahead uh, <laughs> of, of companies. But to me, it looks like a, a communication strategy. Okay. So I, I, didn't, the... I didn't think about it in this way, but it, it could potentially be, right? Uh, we, we, we will probably never know uh, specifically, but uh, it could be a way to just, uh, you know, uh, lower or decrease that uh, the, the, the brand. Yeah, the, the, uh, the issue affecting the brand reputation. We're talking about brand reputation uh, uh, once again, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, on the other end, and, and there's the other uh, thing that I, I think it's important to discuss about. So how, how, um, how could it be that this, is, this happened because uh, current regulations, you know, force companies to do uh, a public statement as, as soon as possible, basically, with very, very few time to, to think or to organize or to even, uh, uh, you know... Um, investigate. Yeah, investigate. And that's the problem. And that's because, you know, of course, it's it's my specifically, you know, uh, expertise. Uh, you know, I know that the post-mortem investigation takes a lot of time, especially if you want to be aware of the full you know scope of the of the breach itself so uh, how many devices or many hosts were affected by the the attack or uh, whether the, the attacker are still into the environment or 
how much data was uh, uh, read or actually exfiltrated and stolen. So it takes time, it takes efforts, and you cannot do that in just 24 or I don't know yeah. how, how short it is, the, the thing. So could that be also the case? Like the yeah. rush into public in some, publishing something and then not having enough time to actually understand what happened? What do you think? Yes, can be. Uh, absolutely, it's, it's possible. Uh, but also a fact is uh, that uh, I've never seen a company saying uh, um, our potentially 100% of our customer base can be compromised and then of later course. saying, oh, no, it was just 1%. You know? <laughs> I've always seen the contrary. Oh, it was just 1%. And then uh, after... <laughs> After a month, it's uh, it's a hundred percent or uh, a bigger percentage. So yes, uh, again, uh, as you said, it's absolutely true that uh, as per GDPR, uh, GDPR, if you have uh, seventy-two hours to uh, to notify to the guarantee privacy in Italy, to the ICO in UK, etc., etc., then you you have to base uh, all your uh, investigation on uh, on uh, very few data and data that are uh, that you need to analyze very fast mm-hmm. and of course uh, nobody wants to say be scared for a month and then uh, uh, usually companies want to say want to minimize a bit uh, the problem, I, I totally understand it. I totally understand it. If uh, if you don't have any data, so if, if you don't have any proof of uh, customer data being hacked, and then you analyze and then you find it, I think it's totally legit. If you know already and you use it like a strategy, communication strategy, I, I don't like it as an approach. Because uh, I, I don't think it pays uh, uh, in uh, in long in long term. Yeah, also because it means in that case, if that's the case, of course, it means that uh, you know the affected uh, companies, right? So I, I'm let's say that I'm uh, one of those that uh, you know um, which email address was uh, was exfiltrated. Okay, yeah. so cybercriminals have my email address from a uh, few weeks now, and uh, I wasn't you know, uh, um, made aware of it for weeks. And it may, it means that, you know, if, if that's not, uh, clear already, uh, cyber criminals can now use those, uh, those email addresses to just, uh, uh, make some, uh, uh, what they call spare phishing. So, uh, yeah. run some phishing campaigns that are specifically targeting you because they know about you. They know you're using Okta. They know you're the person maybe that has, uh, personally access to the solution and, and uh, maybe it's uh, it's uh, you know uh, it, it will definitely be the admin right so the the one with the the highest privileges um and uh, so that the, that phishing attack can be more um effective right just because they 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 stolen it from Okta itself so i want to be um uh, to 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 be made aware as soon as possible, so that I I can prevent it. Right, I can uh, be especially you know uh, um, you know careful about what I read and click 
uh, right? So you are actually potentially causing some further issues and problems that could be even bigger than the than the one that already uh, happened. Right? I think that's the, the biggest problem here. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. As uh, here, uh, uh, the timing is uh, is what I think. Uh, I mean, the regulator uh, had a very good idea. Seventy-two hours. Uh, I think, uh, in any case, uh, are uh, a good timing to uh, to understand if uh, something really happened. Then, uh, for the full investigation, no, you need. Uh, weeks or months, uh, days, etc., uh, etc. Et but to make you an idea of what happened, uh, yes, that's enough. Actually, I'll take the the um, uh, the opportunity to actually ask you, a, let's say, a, a slightly technical question. The point is that the communication to the data privacy authority and uh, the public communication it's um <laughs> it's uh, it's not the same thing right uh, we're going to to end and soon but just wanted to to understand this octad could technically um communicate in 72 hours to the uh, regulator and then make the public statement even after that is that is that correct or 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 it's it's different like uh, well, I'm not a, a, a specialist in, uh, in law, but they need to communicate also to customers, not All just right. uh, regulators, also to the, uh, to the customers. Okay, so, so even if you maybe don't, don't, don't do like a public statement, but you communicate to all of your customer base, eventually the news will, uh, will, be, uh, will be shared and... Uh, and that's probably even worse from a communication point of view. I'm not sure. I'm not yeah. an expert, but I guess you want it's to. Better if you if you uh, send the message uh, to the yeah. media instead of uh, you know uh, scared people uh, doing it. Yeah, you you can. Uh, I, I I guess you can uh, slightly control the communication. Yeah, you can drive it passively. Uh, you know, yeah, um, doing that. Yep, that's that's very interesting. Um, Davide, I really appreciated our conversation. I think uh, it was very, very interesting and uh, helpful for me, uh, first of all. Uh, hopefully, it will be also interesting and uh, uh, I, will, I will say even um, uh, a little educational for, uh, for some people out there because uh, there are so many technical people which always th just think about the technical things in this, um, in this industry. But I think every one of us could uh, benefit from knowing a little of uh, you know how how things work on a, on a business um, uh, and organizational um, you know level. So um, thank you so much, even because you were the first you know uh, official CISO um, being guest of my podcast. So uh, really really appreciate it. Um, I hope you 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 know enjoyed it uh, at least uh, at least like me. Um, and, uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you for everyone that, uh, uh you know, uh, had uh, watched us live, but, uh, if you didn't make it, you can always rewatch it on uh, YouTube or listen to it <clears throat> on Spotify or Apple podcast or whatever uh, you prefer. Um, yeah. Once again, thank you. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Davide. And, uh, see you on the next episode. Bye, thank everyone. you. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye.